This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. EduTech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program for those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. Good afternoon. I am David Henderson. And I'm Jeff Madlock. And I'm Greg Moore. Awesome. Today... We're going to be talking with Richard Byrne, author of the freetechforteachers.com blog, among lots of other things. Lots of uh, other things. And uh, we're going to talk to him about uh, some of the stuff that he does, what, what, uh, where, where he's going, what he's doing, um, and uh, also talk about uh, Apple's new stuff, uh, among other things. So uh, we appreciate everybody out there uh, tuning in to radio.edutechguys.com. Hey, also make sure you check out www.edutechguys.com. You can find a comment at the bottom. Let us know what's going on. Also, follow us on Twitter, at edutechguys. Right now, we're following the Twitter feed, so if you'd like to uh, give us a question or two, especially for Mr. Byrne, let us know. Yeah. And we'll, that's what's going down out there. So um, also today, uh, we'll probably discuss a little Google Apps at the end. We always like to throw in a little extra Google Apps near the end. And uh, for the special featured guest artist, for music today, Greg's going to sing the Barney song. <laughs> <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> we will have a featured artist Surprise! coming up, and uh, that, will, that will happen. Uh, today, like David said, um, if you're an educator, then you've definitely gone past it at least once or twice, and that's uh, freetechforteachers.com. Um, I, I, it's on my RSS feed, so that's how I know yeah, what's going on absolutely. everywhere. And um, I probably at least once or twice a week, uh, you know, retweet or you know, push out something from there. Yeah. And uh, that's why I, I we reached out to uh, our guest today, and uh, I'll go ahead and, and let him introduce himself. Oh, hey, thanks, guys. It's uh, great to be on on the show with you. Uh, so, Richard Byrne, I was a high school social studies teacher for the better part of ten years, and I also worked in special education a little bit. That's cool. uh, and somewhere along the lines, I started freetechforteachers.com as a kind of a side project. I, actually, it came out of a, a workshop that I went to. I had to go 
had to make something in the workshop, and I made a made a blog. Uh, and one thing led to another. Ten thousand two hundred and fifty blog posts later, here we are. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Hey. <laughs> that's that's pathological blogging right there. <laughs> that's exactly yeah, right. Uh, I think the, the busiest year I ever did was about 1,700 blog posts in one year. Now it's kind of tapered off to about 1,200 to 1,300 blog right. posts in a oh, year. Oh, well, tapered off. You're slacking. You're yeah, slacking slacker. off. Slacker. Slacker. <laughs> wow. That's, I mean, that's phenomenal. No, I think you guys, you run like 60,000 daily hits, don't you, on on. Uh, that one site on the free technology for teachers. Yeah, this, in the last month we had had about 1.1 million page views. So whatever that number works out to be. Wow, uh, that's that's awesome. amazing. Jeez. Every, uh, yeah, and, 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 you run a lot of other ones. There's iPadAppsForSchool.com, um, AndroidForSchool.com, and PracticalEdTech.com. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that, that's right. Uh, and Practical EdTech is more just a, a once a week kind of wrap up of my favorite tip of the week and cool. and kind of a summary of, of everything else that I wrote during the week on Free Tech for Teachers. I had a lot of people who were saying who would say, I love your stuff, but I just can't keep up with all of it. So uh, in 2000, January 2014, I just, I just started Press Tech and uh, I said, well, I'll just send out one thing a week from that. And so far, about 7,000 people have subscribed to that email list. Uh, and I've and I've been consistent with just sending that out on Sunday night. Uh, it's a good weekly wrap up for, or or a way to start your week, depending on where you are in the world and how you look at it. Sure. Uh, yeah, and and most recently I've joined a group called Mind Rocket Media Group, which is uh, headed up by Stephen Gilfus, uh, one of the original founders of Blackboard, and, and we're working on developing uh, developing media around storytelling of uh, people places, products in, in the education market space, uh, helping to get, get out the good, the, the good word about what people are doing in education. Uh, it, it's a, I just joined them in late June, actually June wow. 29th. Uh, and, and so that's another well, one of the many things that he's been busy along with teaching, teaching some part-time uh, classes for pre-service teachers and, and teachers who are looking for continuing education credit. So, yeah, so that's how I, I spend my days. It doesn't seem to be enough time in a day, generally, to get everything done. Uh, yeah, yeah, time is like a basement. The bigger it is, the more stuff you just shove in it. So. Yeah, it, it, really, it really is. Uh, I just, just never seem so, to have enough. What was that website? The new one you just joined, what was that address again? Oh, so the, the, new, the new company I'm working with is called Mind Rocket Media Group, and the, the biggest property of it is a is a website called Ed Circuit. I'll just put it in the ed, in the chat here for you. Oh, cool. uh, it's edcircuit.com. Uh, and on that site it's more uh, more editorial than it is how to free tech for teachers and, and practical ed tech and all my other sites have always been very focused on the how to and the Ed Circuit with which is owned by Mind Rocket Media Group. Uh, it's much more an editorial type of type of piece. Right. Uh, I, I wrote something yesterday for it. Kind of breaking down three different scenarios for spending a small technology grant. Uh, those based, oh. I, I get as you might imagine, I get a ton of emails in the course of a week. Yeah. Uh, and one of the themes that I get a lot, particularly this time of year, is uh, I have a very small budget. You know, two or three thousand dollars for technology in my classroom. What should I buy? Sure. And I generally don't like to make purchasing decisions or, or purchasing recommendations because I, I tend to think, oh no, if someone buys something on my recommendation and then they don't like it, 
Right. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So in that most recent piece, I kind of broke down three different ways that you might think about spending a small grant that you got for your classroom. Right. That's cool. Yeah, you just want to tell people, look, I'm the free guy, remember? I don't, <laughs> I don't spend money. It's free. Not <laughs> so this year, what do you think is um, the hot topic, the hot piece? Is it, you know, it's always project-based learning. It's always that kind of stuff. But what's the one that you're seeing from ISTE to now? Because, you know, ISTE is kind of the thing that scrapes the scab off of it, and then it bleeds freely. Terrible. This is why we don't let them talk. So what do you think the hot topic this year in, in public education is? Education. Oh, gosh. I, you know, I'm seeing a ton of stuff around around the maker movement, maker space, hmm. uh, you know, anything with raspberry pi, making makey. Uh, these little things here little Sphero. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the Sphero robots. The, uh, the new Sphero, the Sphero Spark that's clear so you can see how the things work inside it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that sort of thing. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, one of my big misses uh, in the last year and a half or two years has been on augmented reality. I got super excited about augmented reality. I think everybody did. And then we all realized, oh, maybe it's quite as useful utilitarian the software is still lacking the hardware is getting there but the software you know is, it's it's still pretty rough yeah um, but I think it, and I just love programming uh, you know, I, I always give the story of the first time I willingly stayed after school was in sixth grade when we had logo writer now I'm dating myself uh, <laughs> that's okay uh, we know that's okay uh, well at least uh, two of us know what you're talking about right. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll sit here and play innocent <laughs> Yeah, so I, I love I love logo writers. I still love anything that where kids can design design a program and, and see it come to life. Sure, I, right. I think that's that, that's the biggest thing. Uh, you know, anytime you can you can build something and share it with an audience, uh, that that's what gets me excited. And it is due this year. If you walk around, particularly in the in the poster sessions or the playground areas, uh, we saw a lot of a lot of really neat ways to. To do that sure right sure yeah that seems to be the big one uh, that i've noticed is that they, can we make something and kids really get into that and then i think that leads right into the programming right and then they go hey i want to code how do i code let's code yeah. Yeah. and there's so many more more ways to to program now and or get kids into programming than never before i mean just just look at your you know when the ipad came out well, how long was the ipad it's been out now five years something like that something like that but when that first came out, you really couldn't do any programming with it. Right. Uh, but now you can. Now there's, you know, go in the app store and you can find a half dozen apps that kids can use to, sure. to design programs. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, go ahead. Well, one of the questions, and I'm, I'm not trying to move us forward, but I always try to move us forward. <laughs> you always. One of the questions yeah. I like to ask, and we'd like to ask everyone is for, our, for teachers that we run into day to day, the main issue is how do I grade it? So, <laughs> I know you didn't want to talk about project-based grading, <laughs> but that's one of our, we were just talking about creating rubrics for teachers so they would understand better how to, you know, that's the hardest part for us is the classroom teachers are so set in their ways. <laughs> Don't listen or, to that classroom teacher. Or just, or just, you know, intimidated. There's, there's, intimidated. It, it's a big, it's a, it's a steep learning curve whenever you get started. So, and whenever they're so busy with everything else that's going on, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a big hump to get over. Yeah. You know, and I think, one of the challenges when, or it's one of the challenges I ran into when I, when I first really got excited about using various technologies in my classroom, uh, particularly when we started to be able to 
you know, when we started to be able to like really make stuff, like make a video or uh, or, or make a program, things like that, uh, it was really easy to get sucked into. Uh, wow, that's really neat. That's really cool. Look at look at what they made and kind of forget about did they learn something that was relevant to my sure. social right. studies right? Sure. sure. Uh, and so that, that's kind of the reason why in most of my blog posts I try to give some kind of indication how how a particular tool will support your learning objectives, right. you know, support your curriculum a little bit. Uh, and so I think in terms of grade, grading, and I, uh, yeah, I mean, grading is not my favorite topic in the world to talk about, but I'll talk oh, about it. I'm sure, so, I'm sure students <laughs> everywhere would just jump up and go, oh, man, I love grading. <laughs> but I think like, like anything else, you know, if you can you know, identify what it is that, that you, your students need to be able to demonstrate by the, by the end of your project, sure. your unit, you know, whether, that, whether that project is a two-day two -day project or a semester-long project, and then go back and look at, okay, I, I have a toolkit of 12 tools that I feel comfortable with and my students feel comfortable with. How will those support the, support, support the project, support the outcome? Right, right. Yeah. Rather, rather, than, rather than going, oh, look, the kids made a video, now how do I grade it? Uh, how about what do, they, what do I want them to show? And then if they use a video for it, great. If they write a program for it, great. It's kind of right. happened in my Exactly, mind. sure. Yeah. yeah, so they did it, period. That's right, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. right, and I think probably the best example of this that I can give is it, with my honors uh, U.S. history class, the, the last group I had for a full year. Uh, I had an honors U.S. history group, and a lot of those kids were, you know, 17, 18 years old, and they'd gone through school with the expectation that to get an A, I do exactly what the teacher wants me to do, right? And I'm going to have a rubric. I'm just going to follow that rubric to the T, and I'm going to get an A. Right. And right. I rocked these kids' world by <laughs> saying in the first month of school, uh, all right, here's what you need to be able to prove that you understand by the end of the, end of the month. Uh, go. <laughs> and they're like, well, they're like, well wait a minute, like, you, you got to tell me how to do it. Uh, I need to and I was like, well, I'm like, well, I've already shown you how to make a video. I've shown you uh, how to make a PowerPoint that doesn't rely on 95 bullet points. Uh, you know, I've shown you, I've shown you how to make a podcast. Uh, and you're 18 years, 17, 18 years old. You probably know a thing or two about the computer as well. Right. Go. Go. You uh, therefore exactly. Right, and it's and it's kind of. A, yeah, a mind shift for the kids too, and just sure. mind. And, and some of the, some of my kids did great with it, and others were were scrambling until the last right. day to go. Okay, I can do this now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to shift gears and let's quit talk about grading. Sorry about that. I won't bring it up again. We would, we would That's fine. And I was Yikes. specifically told um, not to do it, and I did it anyway. Look at you. All right. Um, but uh, one of the things that, that I want to talk about that, that kind of ties into this, especially on the teacher side, um, as I was looking through some of your stuff, it really piqued my interest is the practical um, ed tech summer camp um, that you had this past summer, and I, I'm ironically I have a computer in front of me and I'm not actually looking at that page um, but and I could and quickly but anyway um this was the third time I think if I remember right or maybe the third one's coming up now that was the third one so um, I did read enough of that to understand that it's two days of uh, having the having teachers come in there and they come to Portland Maine which is Awesome. awesome. I mean, holy cow. <laughs> how, do, how do we sign up for that, first of all? Uh, but what I really want to ask about is, is 
what what is that? What what do you cover there? What what do the teachers walk away with? You know that type of stuff. So that the practical summer camp has kind of evolved over the last three years. Uh, the general idea of it is to be kind of a, a primer on using technology in the classroom. Uh, so we, we and it's based on a framework that I developed over the years. That I, I call it discovery, discussion, and demonstration. And so three ways to think about using technology in your classroom. And you know, the most basic be, being, how do you get kids to discover information that they wouldn't otherwise find? Uh, how, do you, you know, how do you teach search? So we, we start out the first day with, how do you teach search strategies? How do you become a better researcher yourself? Yeah. Uh, then, we, then we move into looking at how do you use technology as a, as a tool to facilitate conversation and facilitate uh, you know, a deeper and deeper investigation. Now that we have found some new information, how do we move that forward? And so that gets into a bit of blogging and, and podcasting. And then the, the entire second day is de is devoted to uh, that demonstration piece. And that's when we get into uh, making making videos. I had people that spent a good chunk of their time on the, on the second day uh, making podcasts. I had folks that were uh, it's really kind of open ended. Uh, we had folks that were really into Google Maps and Google Earth, and, cool. and so we, you know, looked at how do you how do you tell a story with with a, with a map, which is a, a foreign concept to a lot of people. If you're not a social studies person, uh, you often think oh, Google Earth, Google Maps, that's not something I'm going to use. Right. Uh, there's actually a lot of things we could do do with that. In fact, I had a, a GIS expert come in for an hour, and he, he talked about some of the various ways you can use it in a math class and in a science class. Yeah. Uh, you know, that you wouldn't necessarily explore. So really, really that second day of it is uh, it's really designed for teachers to have some time to, to work and collaborate. And I think that's the feedback that I always get is that's the, the best part of it, sure. is that time, that time to collaborate. Because, you know, it's one thing to go to, a, you know, you go to a conference like SD or you go to your state conference and you kind of, uh, you know, you kind of go through the program and like, oh, I've got, I've got 45 minutes in this, in this presentation. Right. And one thing to the next. And you just, but you don't really get the time to try it out and, and have, you know, me hovering over your shoulder if you get stuck or, uh, you know, have, have that time to nudge somebody next to you. Uh, so that, that's, that's where that, that came out of. It's, it's been a success. Uh, you know, I, I cap it at 25 people every year so that uh, I can give everyone time and I have wow. had yeah. assistants that have come in. Uh, a good friend of mine, Mike Morrill, who, who is uh, uh, an MED from, and, and the social uh, science guy, sorry, not social science guy. So he covers kind of the science stuff for me, and uh, and we have a good time, and we eat well too. Uh, no one's ever complained about the food. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hey, that's you know that's awesome. That's a, that's that's a key part of that, man. <laughs> so do the kids um, do the kids uh, stay overnight and stuff like that? Cabins and things like that? Are no, no, no. This is all adults. This is all all, it's all adults. Yeah. This is all teachers. Uh, the, re the, the the summer camp part of it came up because the first two years I had it at a at a resort uh, outside of outside of Portland that had uh, you know hiking trails and there's golf course and all kinds of that stuff around. Uh, the problem was it's really hard to get to the resort. Oh, so yeah. this this year I moved it into Portland proper, uh, right in downtown Portland, one block from the waterfront, uh, and that, that seemed to be seemed to be a lot better. Cool. Um, That's well, then we're definitely in. <laughs> well, I, uh, my next question was going to be, since since it's limited to, you know, 25 folks, uh, is there like a selection process you go through, or is it just it's the first 25 who happen to hear about it and pay? 
Yeah, pretty much the first 25 people that, that, that commit to being there uh, get in. Cool. Uh, every, this year I started advertising it in February. Uh, actually, the last two years I started advertising it in, in February. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a early bird discount to get in early. Uh, and every year there's, there's been a couple of people who have had plans changed right at the last minute, sure. you know, so before and then I'll, and there's a waiting list and, and people have, have jumped in that way. Sure. Uh, if you, and if you really beg and plead uh, and there's 25 people and you want to be the 26, I, I'll probably let you in too. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you just told everybody that. <laughs> I'm the 26th person. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to have, you're, you're going to have 200 million yeah. <laughs> number 26. We're going to tweet the heck out of Yeah, that's right. <laughs> B26. That's right. So, yeah, we're going to get you some other sites. So you're going to be traveling the country doing this same thing every week. It looks yeah. like. <laughs> because you certainly don't have enough going on. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's you're right. not busy enough. No. That's right. So that's um, I, I, I am I am thinking of doing it uh, in Seattle and Phoenix next year as well. Oh, as well that's as cool. Yeah. See, that's uh, Phoenix that's because it doesn't place. want to go to the desert in the middle of the summer, you know. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's always fun. Don't always stay fun. outside but, long. But, but it's a dry heat. It's, it's a, a dry heat. So Google Apps, big yeah. fan? I know you're a Google yeah. certified, so yeah. We've yeah, been, big fan. Yeah, we've been really impressed with what they're doing with it lately. Uh, mm -hmm. It's cla Google Class is growing leaps and bounds. It seems like yeah. to us. And uh, it still, is. Do you find you you you're gonna, you see a lot of schools? A lot of schools are using Google Apps, right? Gaff. Google Apps. Yeah, it's uh, it seems to have really taken off in the last two or the last. Two, two or three years, it's really taken off. And I think part of that is that for a long time, so when I, when I started using Google Apps, uh, I was what I'll call a rogue user of Google Apps in my classroom. Sure. Uh, you know, the, the, school didn't, the school didn't have Google Apps for education. It was 2007. I just had it. I just had all my high school students sign up for a Gmail account and say, we're going to use Google Docs. And that's how I went about it. Right. Uh, and, I, and I know a lot of other teachers around the country do that, too. And I would go to conferences and, and talk about using it, and there was always the question, well, is Google going to steal your data, or Google's going to do this, right, or Google's going right. to do that? And I, and I get a lot less of that than I than I used to. I think people are starting to understand more of kind of how the cloud works and, right. and understand more about data privacy. And also, to Google's credit, they've clarified a lot of things, too. Sure, right. sure. Yeah, and I think once, you know, we've kind of hit that critical mass where the the cloud is not such a foreign concept anymore. I mean, very rarely do I see anyone with a thumb drive. I mean, think about four years four years ago, if you went to an EdTech conference, how many thumb drives did you get? Right, right. Yes. right. exactly. Yes. I don't get any anymore. In fact, I had to find one the other day to go to Staples to print off an 8 by 10 color glossy photograph. Uh, and I with circles and X's and arrows on the back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely in education. We love our circles and X's. Highlight all of this. Yes. <laughs> That's great. You know, we were talking about that uh, in this Bobcat studio we're working with the kids on, is that yeah. they're sharing, using their iPads to do all their video and sharing all their video to uh, Google Drive because right. we have unlimited storage and then pulling that up on their editing machines and editing all their stuff together. So. Yeah. I mean, whoever thought we'd have unlimited cloud storage the, 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 in education? The fact that we'd have internet fast enough to actually pull and there's the video off and down. <laughs> yeah. That's the big one. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that's, the, that's the other piece too, is we, the infrastructure to support using the cloud is, is improved leaps and bounds. Oh, yeah. You know, I, we, we don't, I very rarely go to a school anymore that, that doesn't have that kind of capability to, to support. Yeah, I, I remember sure. not that long ago, we just had 11 and a half megs spread across the entire district, and that was it. And that was like 3,000 people trying to squeeze out through 11 and a half megs. It was, it was not pretty. It would have not, <laughs> not worked so well for the pushing of HD video up and down back in those days. I have more than that in my house. Right? Exactly. I had yeah, exactly. More, I had 50 megs up and I had 50 megs down in my apartment at the time. So, you know, <laughs> I'd go home to download drivers. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Rest of the year, um, say someone wants to see you. Where's Where's Richard going next? What's your big thing coming up? So the next place I'm, uh, whew, the next month and a half is pretty busy for me. Uh, so next next week week out. So the next place I'm going is Pinoca, Alberta, which is just sort of just south of Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, from there, I will be going to uh georgia i'll be i'll be speaking in georgia at vicky davis's school cool cat teacher i'll be speaking at oh, her yeah, school cool. yeah uh i'll be speaking at the colonial tech conference in delaware in the middle of october uh i'll also be speaking in iceland at, at the wow. end of october and then the beginning of november i am at a conference uh in chicago followed by a conference in i want to say alabama wow all over the place. Yeah, so that's the that's what I'm just you, you got some. You, you have some time to remember that one. Have it on a whiteboard behind me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. so you're, you're going to be at Vicky Davis's school. That's that that should be a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah, okay, teacher. Yeah, yeah. She, Vicky, Vicky's a lot of fun. Uh, we, we, like, I'm, I'm looking at my calendar now. Now I am curious where I'm going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Arkansas. It's Arkansas. You're going to be here in November. Yeah. Where? Awesome. At? Where? Yeah. Where? Uh, well, if it if it all goes well, it is going to be. Uh, now you guys are putting me on the spot. Because <laughs> I just, oh, it just. Oh, your your calendar just says Arkansas. I'm okay. going to the state. Well, no, but my my whiteboard just says Arkansas. I have to actually go into my uh, ah. go into my. Oh, well, that, that, or sorry to put you on the spot. Like we didn't that. mean to That's do that, man. Cool. It's, it's all right. <laughs> ah, there's the whiteboard. Right, there, yeah. yeah, That's right. So, uh, now I spell Arkansas correctly in my uh, <laughs> my email to find it. Hey, so I have a question while you're looking for it. Uh, Twitter. Yeah. What's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is RM, as in Michael Byrne, uh, RM Byrne. Uh, my dogs have Twitter accounts, Morrison Byrne, at, at Morrison Byrne, and at Max Byrne. Uh, awesome. They're not, they're not so good at tweeting. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Not really bird dogs, though. No. Oh. 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 oh that was, we get a lot of that on this show. <laughs> Normally it's me. Yes. It makes yes. me sick. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, lot of bad puns. A lot of bad puns. Hey, well, um. I'll definitely throw that out there. I want to follow him at R M B Y R N E, um, and then the the dogs Morrison Byrne and Max Byrne. I want to follow those on Twitter also. I'm going to add them. Hey, you know, so you know. I have to put my two dogs and my cat on there. So there you go. So there we'll you go. <laughs> they can follow each other. Yeah, they, they can follow each other. Uh, they they tweet with Lee and Sasha, the Fevers dogs, uh, the the Common Craft people. Yeah. Their dogs on Twitter too. So we we you know the dogs tweet back and forth. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. 
So everybody, <laughs> even dogs have Twitter now, and I That's don't right. have it. I see that I okay. You okay. are way behind. I'm, I'm way behind. To have a Twitter, Greg. It's just now, now. Well, uh, <laughs> when we, when you, when you find out where you're coming to Arkansas, let us know. Absolutely. We'll definitely blow it up and let everybody know that you're going to be here, unless it's a private thing and you're doing it for a school. In which case, we'll know, blow it up close. and make sure that everybody knows that you're going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is a, it is a public event. I just need to remember where the heck it is. Now I can't find it in my email. That's not great, but. I told my whiteboard, so I'm gonna—I'll f- figure it out between now and November 8th. Uh. <laughs> well, and the crew, everyone that wants to find out, can definitely find out from uh, freetechforteachers.com. Is your is your calendar schedule up there also? It is not, uh, but I do—I do publish a list from time to time of, of where I'm going to be, which is a great idea. That's probably what I should do this weekend. Uh, <laughs> you're like us. We have 75 things each. We right, need exactly. It's like, oh, yeah, that, that one thing from the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, contrary to popular belief, I, I, I do all my own all my own tweeting and Facebooking and, and blog post writing. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's all me. No uh, ghost writers, huh? No ghost writers. If no one re- replies to your email, it's because I didn't reply to your email. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's, that's what I need. That's the excuses we need to start making. Oh, we've got ghost writers for our email. Yeah, we'll we'll, right. we'll, we'll chase it. them down. That's why no one replied. I will. I will disclose. I do have an assistant that, that does take care of some of the mundane sure, things, sure. But, like telling me where in Arkansas I'm supposed to be going. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. We're mundane. We're not worth you know, personally checking that's up awesome. on. That's no. awesome. Hey, Richard. She is, okay, she, she, she's in charge of making sure my calendar gets filled in and that I actually send out the paperwork that I'm supposed to send out, like, you know, yeah. so I can get paid. That's an important part of that. That's, that's what right. I have Greg for. So that's, yeah, uh, that's why we never get we anything never get done paid. on time. <laughs> and we never get paid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um. I want to thank you for being here. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to meet you face to face. Yeah, absolutely, and, uh, man. That's I have to awesome. tell everybody that's listening, you are a great guy. Mm. You're hilarious. And I'm super impressed that you do all of that on yeah. your own. That's no yeah. amazing. That's now, awesome. we, now we feel like lazy bums. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I, I do what I can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, I, it's really interesting. Uh, I just want to make a great comment here. Yeah, you're turning out, like you said, 1,300 blogs a year. That's, yes, that's phenomenal. Holy yes. smokes, man. That's yeah. amazing. And the books and the other websites and the travel. Um, I'm very, very impressed, and it just shows our teachers that are listening, educators that are out there, hey, you know, even if it's just your 30 kids in class that are reading your blog, hey, it's 30 kids that are reading your blog. Right. So that, right. that's that's a really big deal, I think. Well, I'll just, I'll just add in this last two bits because you just brought up, you know, when I started the blog and I was just looking at my, my first blog post, I just looked in the archives the other day, I had like 12 views ever all the time. <laughs> yeah, it sounds uh, like the, the, some of the blogs we've you know, so, right now. And then. The, the advice I always give is, you know, write write your blog like your mother's depending on the update to make sure that you're alive. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, like if you don't update it, she's going to call and wonder if you're alive or not. Uh, <laughs> Or someone else in your in your life is going to wonder if you're alive or not. So you know, just be consistent, update it consistent. You don't have to update it five times a day like I do. Goodness knows that's that's a breakneck pace. Exactly. Uh, you know, update once a week. Just be consistent, right. uh, and that's that's the most important thing. Awesome. Well, cool, man. Well, it's been uh, it's been great uh, having you on here. We sure appreciate you taking uh, some time out of your very busy schedule to uh, show up here and, and come visit with us. And uh, hopefully, uh, we can have you back on uh, air again. Uh, we may be able to uh, 
sneak in and, and catch up with you when you figure out where you're going in, Here in Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> yes. I, will. I will definitely let you know. So, cool. Thanks so much, guys. All right. Thank thanks. You. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks, man. So, uh, hey, that was awesome. Hey, that, that was, was, that was cool. That, that was is, a lot of fun. Uh, uh, that was one of my favorite interviews so far. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, it's really neat to know that there are hardworking people out there making a difference, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It out. Well, and uh, and one of the things that, that I've enjoyed really about many of the folks that we've had on here is that, you know, they're, they, they are still educators, but many of them have, you know, t- moved out of the classroom to do other things right. but are still grounded in the education they started with and, right. and I think this kind of goes along with what you were saying before Jeff about you know if a teacher wants to start up a blog start it and right. just post and, and like Richard said you know be consistent you never know it may turn into something that you actually decide hey I you like know what this. I think I'd like to do this and I can make money you know, going around, talking to, sharing my experiences with other schools, sharing my thoughts, you know, doing keynotes, doing presentations, right. doing in-service at other districts. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, that may be something that somebody out there listening is like, yeah, you know, I, I think I like that idea. Right. Yeah, I, I, I was dead serious when I, when I said that, that I, I'm just super impressed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Super, yeah. super impressed with that. That was uh, pretty cool. So, um, uh, hey, listen, we are now, our podcast is now on iTunes. So if you'll head over to iTunes and take a look, you can find EduTech Guys. All you got to do is head to iTunes podcast, search EduTech Guys, and you'll find our shows there. Right now, we're slowly populating those with past shows, and you'll find this show immediately on there. Also, if you'll head over to www.edutechguys.com, you will find the podcast there. You can find them at the bottom right-hand corner if you want to jump to the podcast page. And you can stream them directly live from the site if you would rather do that. So, awesome. hey, listen, you're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm here with Greg Moore and the lovely, as ever, David Henderson. <laughs> um, I was waiting to see what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a quick break here. I uh, give you a, a quick promo. Listen to one of my favorite songs uh, from one of our past featured artists, uh, they guys know I love this guy. I love Nick C. So oh, we're yeah. going to listen to some more cool. Nick C. Yeah. And um, so uh, stay tuned. You're listening to edutechguys.com. Join Edutech Guys Live from the 30th Annual AESA Conference in New Orleans, December 2nd through the 5th. We'll be providing day-by-day coverage as we talk with presenters, attendees, and members of education service agencies from around the nation. Get rid of the noise and listen to the music with Edutech Guys Live, December 2nd through the 5th. Brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative, Hope Public Schools, and the Association of Education Service Agencies. When your eyes the gaze upon me Silhouette is near All I will ask of you Is to love me Down, down, down When your mercy is all around me And your poetry
That fade out. And we do this without a net. <laughs> or Frankie, for that matter. Uh, we can't help it. We're funny guys. Hey, so listen, welcome back to the show. You're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. Coming to you live from Hope High School in Hope, Arkansas. I'm Jeff Madlock with Hope Public Schools. I'm David Henderson with Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative. I'm Greg Moore with Hope Public Schools. And why are we introducing ourselves? Well, I just thought uh, we were, you might be tuning yeah. in might want to know. Uh, we, normally, we come to you from the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op. Uh, but today, we're coming to you from the Bobcat Studios inside the lovely Bobcat Studios uh, complex mm -hmm. here on the thriving 640-acre campus <laughs> of Hope I'm just kidding. Uh, We're at Hope High School on the second floor in the Bobcat Studios. So we, we employed the, the gypsy methodology of <laughs> recording studios. It's like, hey, let's find a room. That's somewhere. right. Where can we plunk down and plug in? Yeah, and exactly. that's where we turn on and you tune in. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a motto or something. Somewhere in there. In there. Sounds <laughs> like it. I don't know. What's the motto with you? Hey, there's some. <laughs> <laughs> You've been hanging out with me way too long. Some really cool stuff. Uh, really cool stuff happened yesterday with Apple. The yes, and yes. Uh, we big. thought we might discuss it here on the show today because um, it's some big stuff. I think it's some big. It was stuff. a pretty big announcement. It's a pretty big announcement. Uh, you know, they they jumped right in with the Apple Watch, and so you Watch know, OS too. That's yep. cool, and mm -hmm. it's a little improved operating. Well, yeah, system. now you can now developers can write apps that run natively on the Apple Watch, whereas before the apps would run on the iPhone. Um, and then basically their display would be sent to the Apple Watch, but the brains were handed, handled on the on the iPhone. Now they can actually develop native apps that have access to the the, the digital crown and uh, the the sensors and that sort of thing. The brains, cool. the brains, brains. So yeah, and brains. then they jumped immediately um, into the new iPad. Yeah, which the is the iPad Pro, yeah, uh, twelve point nine inch. Why, why don't they just say 13-inch? I mean, it's okay, admittedly, it's Apple. They love all their, it's 5.56 millimeters <laughs> thick. It's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's all a 0. .02 millimeters different. Well, here's that. the thing. If they said 13, then someone would come back and measuring it or, oh, or looking yeah, at the specs yeah. and go, it's just 12.9. <laughs> I suppose, but still. Uh, you know. But, yeah, so 13-inch iPad. Um, yeah, the, I, I think the question here is, does that, since this is edutech guys and not just 
plain old tech guys. <laughs> does does the, do you th- do you guys think that the iPad Pro um, has a place in education anywhere? So it's bigger, it's faster, it's got better hardware, it's got uh, the pencil, which is don't call it a stylus, it's the pencil. The pencil, the it's, Apple pencil. Yes, exactly. It's got the pencil, yes. it's got a keyboard. What are what are your your thoughts on this? Let me put you both I, on the spot. You yeah, know, well, I, you know, I, I think any tablet has, definitely has you know potential use oh, yeah. uh, in education. Um, I really liked the idea of now having the not just the stylus, right? I mean, we've seen right. Styli? Is that what the plural yeah, I is? Know, I don't know. Stylus is? I don't know. Anyway, we... Stylus is. I don't know. You know, uh, but of course, you know, they had to be, you know, pinky finger tip oh, yeah. wide, you know, yeah, because you know, of the... big rubber tip on it or Yeah, whatever. exactly, you know, because of the makeup of, of the the sensor, you know, sensors the sensor, in the yeah, panel it itself. And, and now, uh, you know, I mean, literally, pencil like, point, right. and, and then by them adding... Um, the force touch or touch force or 3D, whatever. Yeah, t- what is it? Touch 3D? 3D well, touch the 3D touch is on the mobile, is on oh, the yeah. phones. Right. The exact same technology on um, the iPad is called force touch or, or touch I force or whatever. I don't think it's actually been added to the iPad yet. Um, I, don't th- I think they actually skipped well, that on the Well, Pro, I mean. But I don't think it's on the Pro either. They said it was uh, they had the updated screen on that one. It's got faster refresh rate. So it'll track the pencil tip better, but I don't think it actually has force touch or 3D touch or. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't you remember the guy was drawing and and they were painting? Yeah, yeah but, but it that's, was that's it actually was with the sensor the in the sensor pencil. Sensor in the pencil. Yeah, they yeah. actually did not add it to the uh, iPad Pro yet. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So that's uh, that's why the for those of you who haven't watched the keynote, um, people like to use the iPad to draw. Oh, it's we've got Johnny <laughs> Ives on the show. Well, aluminium. Too many, <laughs> too many pixels for the aluminium to handle. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, they. I think they left it off, but oh, okay. but that's why you can only use the pencil on the Pro. Right, exactly, because well, it, that and it's got um, the Pro has uh, in addition to the capacitive touch layer for picking up fingers, it has another layer underneath it which picks up the pencil, but that's just position. The actual pressure is handled by the pencil itself, um, which is why if you look at the tip of the pencil, I, no, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna respectfully he's disagree. Gonna, he's gonna okay, we gotta go. To well, him. and maybe not, maybe not. I, I w- I'm just thinking, you know, during the presentation, Let's they were showing the, the screen with the, the layers, and mm-hmm. was that not? Not don't. I think they were talking about the touchscreen technology about how it was being tracked. Because whenever that's the whole reason of having an active pencil. Um, I, I don't know. I, we're I, just debating I'm, this on the air. Okay, listen, we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, then we got into a knockdown dragout. <laughs> anyway, they also had came up with the eye chainsaw, and um, it's <laughs> it's responsive to certain limbs, and it, it knows if it's pine or oak, and it it, it no. Yeah. So yeah, listen. But no, seriously, about the the iPad Pro, um, that's pretty amazing. The 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 acreage is amazing. Yeah, thirteen inch. And the ability to show the iP- two apps side by side with that kind of you know that makes it space. much more that oh makes it much more gosh. viable than a ten inch. And if you if if they can pull off the the i the Apple Pencil can pull off you know eighty percent of what they show that it could pull off and you know now and in the future as apps for you know further Update, developed yeah. to handle it. That's going to be a game changer. I think it's a really neat game changer. I was impressed to see Microsoft there um, because, you know, even Microsoft wised up and said, yeah, we want to be on this device too because it's pretty cool. And and they're smart. I mean, they know that their apps are going to look beautiful. Oh, yeah. 
side by side and, and full screen. Plus, I mean, if, if they can sell their apps on their Surface and if they can sell it on the iPad tank, it's just right. add much more money. Yeah, exactly, more money. double yeah. the money or whatever. But, you know, I think in education, this is not a one-to-one device. I don't believe this is one of those yeah. that, you know. Now, I, I truly believe, yes, it's at its largest, 128 gig um, is uh, 949. And if you add the keyboard, it's another 169 bucks. And another if you hundred add, dollars for the pencil. If you add the hundred dollars for pencil, but you're still right under twelve hundred dollars for, in my opinion, um, a, a viable machine for any college student, anyone, anyone that's looking for a machine to do some hardcore work on and you know be creative and be productive. That is amazing. Well, and I, and I think that's the key in terms of of what Apple is doing, especially as we're talking about the pro um, in education I think that's going to be the key now you know yes even you know even right now students can edit video and make music and right. all that kind of stuff I, I think by the f- just the fact that you now have a larger form factor more space um, yeah exactly um, you know and, and the fact that it'll edit three streams three of 4K. streams of 4k video we I were, mean we were all you, we were yeah. all watching this this uh, <laughs> keynote, and whenever they said that, we were all just immediately gobsmacked. It was just <laughs> yes, I, you know, and and I would like to say I, I stand corrected. The pro does not have that. It was the phone that has the. Uh, you dare question you Greg? Dare. <laughs> no, what I was thinking. <laughs> hey, this guy Greg is a walking compendium of knowledge. So. No, uh, but you know, I, I believe that that has now put into place something that is. Uh, I'll say it because it's a surface killer. It's a laptop killer. It's a it's a Chromebook killer. It's a netbook killer, because yes, no, it's not going to be a two hundred dollar Chromebook. No, but you're not going to take a Chromebook to school, at college, and study in certain fields and be able to do what you think you're going to do on a Chromebook. Right. In college. Right. Particularly Absolutely. if it's an art field and where you have to draw or whatever. Yeah. Well, and not just art, but, uh, but you know when the they when stuff. they show right, right when they were showing that three D medical stuff. You're not I doing mean, that on a Chromebook. No. And you're not doing that on a MacBook. Right. Not yet. Not currently. Anyway. Not currently. But why would they? They've got a 12.9 inch, 13 inch, 13 inch. Um, <laughs> iPad Pro out there. Uh, there's the interesting part. And in, in, in the business world, they now have a device that is one of those devices. I mean, you can walk in with that iPad Pro on a one-on-one sales call and hand it to your client or sit it right in front of you on the stand and right. show them an amazing retina display presentation sure. with four speaker sound and then pull up two apps next to each other. Here's our spreadsheet showing what you're going to get, and right. here's blah, 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 and here's right. our wireframe of your website right next to the graphics that we're going to do for you. I mean, yeah, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a device you could use like that. And I think in education it's going to find its place too. I mean, if every teacher had an iPad Pro. Yeah, well, at that point we decide, okay, do we want, you know, do you, you want, want a MacBook Air? Do you want a MacBook Air? Do you want an iPad yeah. Pro? Do you yeah, want what, what do you want? Do you want an iMac on your desk? Do you want a Windows machine? Yeah, what do All you want? of the above. What do you want? <laughs> and, and then there was the uh, Apple TV, which that revolutionized Oh, man, that was awesome. That's, the Apple TV is is crazy cool. I, I truly don't see a need to put that in the classroom yet. Again, yeah. Uh, you know, the, which is great. How, so if you know how they like to do I love the iPhones. The iPhone 6S comes out, and now the iPhone 5S is free on contract. Right, exactly. you know, so, right. so does that mean now that the current Apple TV is free? Because it was 65 that would, bucks. And that, would, that would be nice, but I don't think so. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> yeah, for every three iPads you buy as a school, we're going to throw in an, 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 an throw Apple in TV. An Apple TV. But you know, the Apple TV, the original Apple TV, is still, still viable oh, as, yeah. a, as a classroom piece. Heck, most of the time, the way we use it in education, you aren't using the apps on the Apple TV. We're just using it as essentially an AirPlay receiver. 
Um, right. Are pulling up YouTube on the Apple TV right, yeah, or something Basically, like that's, that. that's right. the two big PBS, things. PBS. If you're not using PBS on the Apple TV, PBS you're crazy. Kids, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's some really great stuff out there. But, yeah, I think Apple really showed the world that they're pushing forward really hard and really fast at this point. I, I would say guardedly that, uh, you know, I mean, there was definitely some super wow factors. And then, really, you know, uh, there were some things that are really sort of evolutionary rather than revolutionary. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think I agree um, with that. And you know, we were we were talking off the air uh, a while ago, and, and that was one of the things that we brought up. Uh, Jeff and uh, Jeff and I were talking, and then kind of sucked Greg into the conversation. <laughs> um, but you know, in terms of in terms of today's generation of, of students, of, of kids, um, really up to, I would say, well, close to close to Greg's age, you know, there have been very few just flat out, absolutely revolutionary things. Well, yeah, otherwise um, it wouldn't you be know, revolutionary. You know I mean? Greg and I are, are old enough that, I mean, frankly, the way things have been changing, I mean, almost anything that comes out is, is you know, up until, I'd say, the last five years or so, yeah. you know, has been truly revolutionary. Oh, yeah. Everything else has just sort of been an update to what's already there. Right. Um, and so I think I think there were definitely some some major leaps in major. Ev- in, in evolutionary terms. Right. Evolutionary. Um, we didn't grow any extra legs, but we got some cool spots. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, all right, we'll, we'll take that. That's so. it. That's it. <laughs> but, yeah, so Apple had some really cool stuff, and I think we'll see more of it. So next Wednesday – April, April, <laughs> April, <laughs> September, wow. September, time the, uh, travel, September the 16th, uh, iOS 9 will be rolled out. Yep. Oh, cool. uh, oh and that's going to be You can so start great. ordering your iPhone S, iPhone 6S and 6S Plus this Saturday, the 12th pre-order. Mm-hmm. I think those start to ship September 25th, 20- if I remember. 24th, I think 24th, something, something in there. there. Somewhere in there. Um, November is when the iPad Pro will come out. Yeah. Uh, El Capitan comes out September 30th. It yep. was revealed in that. Yep. Fun little Easter the egg, email, oh, the, yeah. the email the, that they the popped up, and everyone, <gasps> did you see that? It's yeah. <laughs> so that El Capitan great. will be out. Uh, what that means for a lot of us is uh, don't update too quickly. Uh, yeah, want to make sure and check that your apps one will be and bugs. your software right. that you Wait for El First Mato. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, there's a lot of educational apps out there that might not work on the new version. And the, uh, it's also applications for the Mac OS X that you want to check yeah. on. And make sure you're not crippling your teachers and your, your staff by right. uh, and your students one-to-one mm-hmm. by upgrading too soon. Right. Um, so, yeah, some really great stuff coming down the pipe. Especially uh, in iOS 9. I mean, the iOS 9 for education in particular is going to be so so great because it adds stuff like, in the past, we haven't been able to control, um, we haven't been able to push out centrally, okay, update all of our iPads to a new version of the OS. So we have to send out emails and beg and plead and go, okay, please take all your iPads out of the cart and push the button. And, you know, right. and in the teacher's defense, you know, that's 30 iPads you got to take out and stack somewhere and sure. press the button. Sure. And, oh, these don't have charge because they weren't plugged in all the way. And it's, it's cumbersome. Um, so now we've got that and we can just push a button and say, okay, whenever these come online, update to the new version. Um, and Apple has changed the... Uh, before, the biggest complaint and often what has caused other schools to move from Apple uh, iPad devices to Chromebooks or what have you is the fact that software deployment on uh, iOS has been rough at best because sure. every kid has to have an Apple ID or there has to be some sort of Apple ID signed in on, sure. the, uh, on the iPad uh, because you push applications to 
users, not to devices. And right. in iOS 9, we can finally push applications to devices. And so at that point, we don't have to worry about, okay, does little Timmy in first grade have an Apple ID, and did he sign in, and did he forget his password? And right. oh, no, this is actually his sister's account, and you know. That's that's a game changer, really. That it really, that really is. It's a huge that's game changer for us, and no for everyone kidding. using iPads one-to-one. Mm. And you know, we can't not talk about the iPhone 6S. It's funny that it's just an incremental increase, the S increase, yeah, the S. because uh, they made a huge jump, in my opinion, with the iPhone success, yeah, especially with the 3D touch and the Force Touch stuff that they've added. Yeah. The camera. It's weird they didn't call it a seven. You know, why not a seven this time? So obviously seven is going to be well, that's some crazy. Yeah. It's a body change. So uh, <laughs> true. Invasion so of the body's not. There'll be a little, you know, a little lipo <coughs> and some stuff like that. And It'll be .03 millimeters thinner. <laughs> 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 But yeah, that that one really shot. Was I was real impressed with the iPhone six. Um, success, yeah. The success, thank you, because it, it's now shooting twelve megapixels and it's shooting four K video. Yeah, four yeah. K video. Holy right. smokes! On uh, and yeah, that out new of your phone. The yeah. live photo thing. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. cool. For those who didn't watch the keynote, live photo is basically. Uh, whenever you open up the camera application and you're getting ready to take a picture, it takes uh, a couple of pictures beforehand and a couple of pictures afterwards in a very rapid-fire burst so that whenever you're looking at the photo, you can press and hold it, and the photo actually animates. So it's got a little bit of life to it. Um, it's almost like a little tiny video, almost like, a, what is it, Vine that does something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Except very much shorter. And very much, yeah. This is like... like Less than half of a vine. Right, exactly. And it, but it behaves like a photo. Right, you know? right. So, yeah. And then they announced that Facebook would be supporting this so that you could post these sort of photos to Facebook and that sort of thing. And that's cool. So we got phone. We covered the Apple TV. Covered the new iPad. That's pretty much everything. I am, I, am I missing anything? I don't think so. I think we've... Covered it all? I, Covered it all. I, I, hey, let's talk. Uh, so you're listening to radio.edutechguys.com, coming to you from Hope, Arkansas. Uh, this is uh, Jeff, Greg, and David. And we're glad to be here with you. Um, about to wrap the show up, but I want to throw in one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. One more little squiggly bit. <laughs> um, uh, so we're big uh, Google Apps for Education oh, yeah. proponents, I would say. Oh, we, yeah. we all think Absolutely. it's wonderful. Uh, we use it personally for EduTech guys. Um, for our endeavors here, and uh, we use it in the school system. If you're not using it, you got problems. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> listen, uh, so every every week, every month, there's some great stuff that comes out on uh, Google Classroom. And this month, September 15th, uh, some really cool stuff. It's Share to Classroom with Chrome. So now students and teachers can use the Share to Classroom Chrome extension to share web content to their classes. Oh, sweet. That's very cool. So teachers can use the extension to instantly push web pages to all students in a class. Oh, sweet. Um, or create an assignment or announcement in the classroom. So that's very a really cool. neat. So you can head over to the uh, Chrome Web Store and get that extension to share to classroom okay. with Chrome. Uh, that's what you'll look up and allow you to do some really cool stuff there. We should probably push that out to our, our teachers. We'll just push it out from Google Apps yeah. and have it automatically pop up in and Chrome. And, you know, go ahead and there's something if you – we don't use Chromebooks here. Nope. Uh, in fact, currently. we're probably going to add a few just for just certain areas that so we, we want to explore it and make yeah. sure that we've got a good homebound students. It's very interesting us to use Chrome that yep. way. So we use the Chromebooks for that. But what's interesting is most people don't know that we can administer, administrate, administer I penicillin. <laughs> no, administrate. <laughs> <laughs> we can administrate um, Chrome um, once it's rolled out on our devices. Right. Say a little bit about that. So yeah. Um, if, you, if you're using Chrome in your district, in your Google Apps district, um, 
you can actually push extensions to Google Chrome or you can block extensions on Google Chrome. Um, we've had a couple of extensions pop up here that we've had to block, mostly related to VPN and firewall circumvention, that sort <laughs> of thing. Those are always getting around very, your network. Exactly. Yeah, Those are always very popular. Um, and so that sort of thing is actually really handy. So if you find an extension that you really like, and if your if your school is a Google Apps school, you can contact your tech department and say, "Hey, could I get this pushed out to you know to our teachers to see because I think it'd be really handy." Um, and that's a very handy feature. That's very cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, yesterday we were talking about Tunnel Bear, which is Tunnel Bear. another VPN type. Of right. Exactly. Firewall circumvention. Chrome extension. It's funny that they allow those into the to the Chrome Store. Well, you know, I outside guess. of education, they do have valid uses. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna look like I'm surfing from Belgium. So, uh, <laughs> um, listen. Uh, I guess we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. It's been a fun day. I've yeah, had, I've had cool. a really yeah. good show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those who are watching us on Periscope, thanks. Hey, be sure to catch us on the Twitter at EduTech Guys. You can also catch me at J Madlock. That's M A D L O C K. You can catch David in Arc on Twitter. Uh, make sure you hit our website, www.edutechguys.com. You can find the podcast link there to iTunes. All the show notes that are pop popped on there from the notes and the crazy stuff we've written down as we've gone through this uh, whirlwind roller coaster ride <laughs> that we call the radio <laughs> at edutechguys.com. And uh, you can also hit the bottom and leave us a comment. Please get in touch with us. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and what you'd like to hear. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. And I'm Greg Moore. Have a great one. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site and this program to those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all. all. But, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.